Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 20 of the Psych War Podcast. Today, I am rejoined with my special friend and special guest. You know him as Mike Wellington. I know him as Doom. Say hello. What's good? That was a pretty cheery what's good. I, I think I'm always happy. No, I'm not. I'd be depressed. <laughs> but today, as you can guess from the game theme music, we back on the subject of video games. Not just any video games. Fighting games. Last episode, you heard me talk about why I like them, the basic fundamentals you need to play them, and the frustrations people might have behind not being good at them. But today, I'm brought, I've brought Doom aboard as someone who is even more involved in the fighting game community as a player than I am currently, that can give you an even better or possibly a different perspective on the things that I might think of. So, last time we broke it down into basic basic groups of understanding, such as like the fundamentals you might need, the mindset you might have. So first we're going to talk about the fundamentals. So the, the game I know Doom mainly plays is what game? Smash. What's, what's Smash for the viewers? Ultimate. And for the viewers that do not know of this game, tell them what Smash Ultimate is. It's a 2D, no it's not 2D, it's a 3D platform fighting game. So in a traditional fighting game, you left and right, and somebody whooping your ass, they can push you into the corner, and you just get stuck in a corner, and you have to fight your way out. In Smash, the corner leads to offstage and the blast zone, where if you get knocked off and you can't come back, you die. On top of that, like, it's pretty much free-range movement, even though it's side-scrolling in 2D. Like, you can go anywhere, and you got two jumps, so... Like, it get complicated. It's what I call a bad game. <laughs> but I'll admit, in Smash, there's a lot you have to take into account where it's like, in a normal fighting game, when you take into account blocking, blocking's pretty simple. You're guessing strike or throw. Is he going to use this move on my block or is he going to use it, this move on my block? How plus is this move on my block? In Smash, you have the shield. And particularly in Smash Ultimate, there are options that you just cannot do out of shield. Whereas in other games, it's, it's kind of the same way. There's options you cannot choose, and that leads me back to what I spoke about on the last episode about frame data. But in Smash, everyone has different... Even in their... like In most games, you have a back throw and you have a forward throw. In Smash, they have four different directions they can use their grabs. And you can get different types of combos depending off these grabs. What would you say, like, how would you say it particularly is different in Smash when it comes to throws and grabs than it is in traditional fighting games? Mm, in a traditional fighting game, like, a grab kind of just leads you into a situation where you and your, it's a mix-up situation. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a knockdown, really. Yeah, you grab them, you throw them in the corner, and then you're standing over them, you're hovering. And they have to guess whether you are going to grab them again, stand back and uh, stand back and see if they're gonna throw out another move and trip them, or whether you're gonna throw out an overhead. They have to guess those options. And that is what I like. I once again I explained that in the last episode. That is the concept of Oki Zimin, which is basically Oki in Japanese means like wake up, and Zimin means attack. So it's basically attacking your opponent on your wake up. Everything he just said. And the problem I have is in Smash, that is non-existent. You, you, you throw somebody on the ground and they bounce up. 
you do, I, I believe, as he'll probably come behind me and say, there is like the amount of time that they're stuck inside of the throw animation and the hit stun of the, th- like, is it hit stun after you throw them? Pretty much, yeah. Or hit advantage, whatever you want to call it for Smash. But your throws all basically lead to chase situations, whereas in a traditional fighter, your throw would lead to an, an Oki situation. In mm. Smash, like throws give you mostly stage advantage for most characters. Some some characters do have stuff out of throws, like Snake down throw at one sixty guaranteed kills you with his up tilt. But like other than him and like the few characters that put you inside the ground and bury you, not too many characters get anything guaranteed off throw. So like yeah, throw is mostly for stage control. Okay. So like if I grab you and smash, I want I want to throw you off stage or I'm going to throw you to the nearest ledge so I can try and push you off stage. Or some characters would rather instead of throw you off stage, throw you above them depending on if you have landing options or not. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think that's something that traditional fighting games have to worry about landing options cuz if you jump in those games, you 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 get duffed. So, so, as we're already comparing the differences between, like, Smash and a traditional fighter, what would you say are, like, fundamentals that are shared between Smash and traditional fighters and fundamentals that are unique to Smash? Because fundamentals, I would say, that are carried for game, for any game, is how you conduct yourself in neutral, movement, spacing, even though I'm pretty sure spacing falls into the same category as movement, baiting your opponent, execution... I think... What you just said, you said stage control. In my opinion, stage control is kind of a fundamental because you have to know, like, what... You have to know the stages that you're on, just like even in a traditional fighter, you have to know what map you're on. You have to know know the stage because each stage brings something different to the fight. Yeah, but I feel like when it comes to, like, stage control, that's in every fighting game. No matter what it is, like, it's in every fighting game. And I don't think Smash changes stage control too much. You just have a lot more options with your stage control. Let me see. Mm. Things they don't have in common. Mm. Ledge, for one. Like, you, you... When I'm playing Tekken... I don't too. You're not gonna have to worry about somebody throwing you off the stage at zero and you lose the game. Like True. that's not something that you have to worry about. So fighting out of the corner and smash is way harder. No, it's about even from Tekken. Cause like if they put you in the corner and Tekken, like more than likely you die. I thought Tekken was a 3D fighter. Yeah, but you still get put in the corner. True, walls. That's yeah. what they call them. Get put on the wall. They put you on the wall in Tekken, you die. Same thing with like, uh, let me see, like Street Fighter. You get you get backed into a corner. It's it's hard to get out. It's basically because it, it eliminates your movement options. But what I say for Smash is like, I guess when you're hanging on ledge, you have limited movement options. Or if you're on ledge, like any hit into another hit could kill you because you won't be able to recover the stage. Yeah, but I think when you put people in the corner and smash, that's the closest you're going to get to a traditional fighting game there is. Like, not them hanging off ledge, but actually just trapped in the corner. Because at that point, your options are very limited. 
and you can react to them jumping. You can react to them trying to roll past you if you're spacing right. You can react to them trying to roll past you. Like at that point, that's his traditional fighting game in Smash Get. Hmm. But I think other than that, it's mostly movement. That's like a big thing. Movement is a huge barrier to entry. Yeah. If you can't move and smash, like, you get severely limited. What are some examples of, like, different movement options in smash besides from the normal dashing and walking? It's it's pretty much, it's just left and right. You're just moving left and right. But you have to move left and right in consideration to the spacing of the other characters. Mm-hmm. And in traditional fighting game, like, yeah, you got characters with really long reach, and then you got some who have no reach. Like, like it's easier to respect Zangief's spacing than it is to be like, what's her name, Manette? Uh, I just use Chun-Li as an example. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> like, further range, faster, like... Longer normals. Burst options. Like, yeah. quicker burst options. Like, it's it's the same thing. You're saying... Are you saying, like, if they were to... Wouldn't that that'd come down to animations and, like, startup? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... Animations definitely matter a lot in Smash. I'll say that because, obviously, like, you... If you... If you have a character that doesn't recover from, like, a smash, <gasps> smash attack fast... Most characters don't recover from their smash attacks fast. You can be pun- punished for it. Yeah, super hard. But on top of, like, as all fighting games, like, Smash has, I think in terms of movement, you know, there's this dash dancing, which that's that's pretty ununique to other fighting games, because, like, other fighting games have dash canceling, mm-hmm. but or, like, block dashing, but I'm pretty sure Smash is the only game I know that just has dash dancing, where yeah. you're literally just... Just occupy forth, your your whole point is just occupy space while you're doing it. Just something yeah. to do other than standing there. Yeah. Then there there's fox trotting, uh, there's dash dancing, fox trotting. There's another movement style that's like unique and ultimate. I wish other fighting games' movement were as dynamic as Smash. Like, hmm? yeah, I wish other fighting games had movement as dynamic as Smash. Like, I say that. And I don't like playing Melee because of it. But, like, when you make a game as accessible as Smash Ultimate is, like, it's fun. Like, if I could pick up, like, what's a 2D fighting game? Um, Marvel. If I could pick up Marvel as fast as I picked up Smash. (laughs) If I could pick up, like, Marvel or... Tekken. If I could pick up Tekken as fast as I picked up Smash, like I would play it. But a lot of these games been going for generations and they carrying stuff over. So like the people who've been playing for years and years and years, like they know everything. You you gonna have a, a whole year and a half, two years of getting bodied before you get decent. True. I think that comes down to like the general education of it though, because I'll say Smash is very user friendly, cause like you can learn how to play Smash from not even actually playing competitive matches. Like you can actually sit around with casuals and be playing, and eventually you'll get better at. It. Don't get me wrong, they're still casuals, but you'll still get better at it. Yeah, cause the game does explain to you everything you need to do, and you can kind of put things together as you go along. Whereas other fighting games, I, I guess this is the best way to put it. Like if you. 
there are certain fighting games that you just cannot button mash and you can't really button mash and smash. Mm, nah, in the new one you can. It depends on who you play though. I'm talking about just what are you gonna do if they throw them off stage? They're yeah. not gonna button mash. Mm, some characters can mash. How do like, you mash off stage? How do you just press all the buttons on the controller and somehow make it back to stage? Play Zelda. That's not button mashing. That's just bad. <laughs> I mean, like on on stage, it's so many characters that could just mash on you. Like, I mash on people all the time. Like, I get close, and I can just throw out Nair and Backer just over and over and over again. That's not mashing, though. Yeah, it is. You don't understand what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, mashing in the sense of a casual where they don't know what any of the buttons do. Oh, uh, yeah. That type of mashing. You can't do that type of mashing in Smash because you're literally just sitting there whiffing in air. Yeah, no, nah, you can't do Our that. style of mashing is, like... Spamming down two or spamming a particular directional move because you want it, you you you're just gonna keep doing it. Yeah, you can do that, and that's what I mean by the education between. There's a difference between the casualness and the competitiveness. And if somebody wants to like get into the competitive part, they they have to immerse themselves in. Like you said, like if you want to get good at a game like Tekken, you're gonna have to go through like years of knowledge, years of knowledge, all the different DLC characters and all the different meta shifts and changes that you'll have to get through. For you to have enough knowledge to be able to play that game at a competitive level. Yeah. Like, Smash, on the other hand, you don't necessarily even have to know, like, the meta. Like, you can be very good with a character, and if it's, like, it's outside the meta, but if you're playing it well enough and it's unorthodox, people won't really know what that character's gimmick is. Yeah. It, like, if you don't know how to fight some of these characters, you get bodied for free. Like, if you don't know the Zelda matchup, you just, you, she just thrags you. Or if you don't know Bowser Jr., you just get jabbed at ledge and 80 and die. It's terrible not knowing matchups in this game. Like, in a traditional fighter, that's one of the things that I do like about those games. Like, a lot of the options so normalized that, like, you kind of know, like, okay, in this situation... They might do a, a, I don't know the terms of the down twos, and I don't know all of that. But you'd be like, in the corner, they're going to throw out an overhead, and I have to block this way. Fine. You block this way, you maybe get a grab, you outframe them with your next option, you out of the corner. And smash, you got to worry about, okay, Wolf finna come over me, throw out an overhead. I'm throwing up quotations because it's not really an overhead. He just jumped over you. There's he no overheads or loads in Smash. That's another thing I hate about this game. Yeah. There's just getting hit and getting grabbed. <laughs> That's literally all there is in Smash. Yeah. So No he, tick throws. He jump, he jump over you. He throw out an area over you. And it touches your shit. And you're like, oh, okay. I get to do stuff now. But... Is safe, and his next option is safe also, and his next option is safe. And explain to the viewer that might not know exactly what safe means. You you can't press a button. If you press a button, you get hit. It is not your turn. He has positive frame data on you otherwise. And then like in Smash, like it's not too many moves that's positive. It's just a really low negative number, and it's so low that it might as well be positive. Because nobody in the game has an option to beat it. Except Game & Watch. Hmm? Yeah, Game & Watch is, I think, the only character in the game with a frame 2 out of shield. Maybe ZSS. I think hers frame 3, though. But his is better because his don't put him in disadvantage. 
don't think I really say about Smash is I feel like there's less accountability from his players. Yeah, that's like, true. They're either gonna blame somebody on the numerous matchups. They're gonna blame stage matchups. They're gonna blame the style of play. Like there's so many options in Smash. I feel like accountability is at a all not at an all time low, but it's lower than other fighting games because there's there technically is always something you can blame. Like in Smash, you can have the same situation go down and lose because of the, that Star Kale shit. Yeah. Like. You technically both died at the same time, but his character was flying off in the background all cartoony, and you went straight into the blast zone, so you lose. Yeah. Like, that, you can you don't have that in other fighting games. That's yeah. like built-in unaccountability. <laughs> it, like, it's part of the systematic randomness. And while we do kind of hate it, we also love it, though. Let's just take a minute to stop and think about how people competitively play a game that has random luck-based factors. Yeah, but every, like that's super rare. You know, your your back air might not hit the same way every time you hit it. What? Yeah, that's true. But that's sweet spot and sour spot. Other games don't have that. Fuck no. Other games don't have sweet spot and sour spot. No. You land the move. Like, the worst thing they have is, like, timing. It's like, all right, now that I've hit him with, like, forward three, forward two, I wait to right before, like, maybe the frame before he hits the ground, then I press forward three, forward two. There's no, yeah, I have to land my finger right right here on the crest of his forehead, right here in this spot to kill. No! That doesn't exist in other games. <laughs> if... if if I hit you with a Garrus combo, it's doing 380 damage because I executed that combo. As long as I'm executing it, it doesn't matter how I'm executing it. Because to execute it, you have to get the timers down. Okay. Don't get me wrong, I guess if you want to kill with back air, you have to get the sweet spot. But that just sounds, it just sounds terrible. It just sounds like it's built, it's built to make it so you don't overuse your particular options that are good. It's hype, though. <sighs> Yes, I could just back air you, and this is a competitive setting, so me back airing you will win me the match. Oh no, I've already back aired you within like 10 seconds. This second back air will no longer kill you. Shouldn't have used it. The fuck? And if you miss space, That's all, see, you if get, you miss space and you hit a sour spot and it don't kill and you lose, shouldn't have You missed. get punished for being the aggressor in Smash. Mm. It, it literally rewards you for being defensive and playing sheepishly. For just tapping someone and then running away and then hitting them again later. That's what it rewards you for doing. That's why you move stale. Yeah. The game is trash, people. Don't play it. <laughs> Pick up a real fighting game. Smash is one of the best fighting it's games. It's the most casual. One and that's of why the it's the best most fighting game. That's why it sells the most. Ever created. Alright. If more people were competitively good at Smash, I guarantee you it wouldn't sell as much. Like if every friend group had somebody that was just cold and smash and everybody else was garbage, they won't learn how to play the game. They won't become smash players. They'll just stop playing. I mean, half the people that buy the game play with items. There's a there are entire game modes that competitive smash players never touch. Yeah. You can touch every game mode in every other fighting game and it adds to the experience of the game because you get skins or something. You don't get that with Smash. You just get a roster of 76 characters and bullshit. That's fine. (laughs) 
I'll say one thing is like Smash does have a lot of different characters. Like I said, like what isn't it like a seventy six character roster? It's up there. Is 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 I think it's probably I don't think it's the largest fighting game roster. It might be one of the, but there's a lot of different like archetypes and types of characters in the game. And only the only ones I could really just name off it would be like, for Smash terminology, you got your heavies like Bowser, DK, uh, King K. Rool. You got your floaties, Zelda, Peach. Who else is a floaty? Puff. What is it? What exactly does it mean to be a floaty? Because I've explained on here before exactly what it means to be a heavy. But what does it mean to be a floaty? Floaty. Usually they really like weight. Uh, That's another thing. The weight of your character matters in Smash. What? How you gonna punish somebody? Just be like, yeah, bro, you play this character, so this mood, this entire setup doesn't work on this character because they they weigh less. Mm, I ne- it ain't necessarily the weight. It's more than likely the fall speed. So that's their weight. No, nah, that's two different things. Gravity. Because its characters that weigh the same and have different fall speeds. So like, Link has the fastest fall speed in the game, even though he's not a fast faller. He got control. He can control his fall speed. Will fast fall and be an archetype? Everybody can do that, though. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of archetypes, like floaties, heavies. We Swarties. Obviously got, who? Swarties. Oh, yeah, sorties. Basically, characters that are gifted with a sword in a game where nobody else has a weapon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's another bad thing about Smash, everybody, is that there are, like, how many sword characters... A lot. And if you place that sword character against any character without a sword, they still just beat them. Not really. Bruh. Okay, it's like, okay, imagine Tell me, this. Tell me how, what Fire Emblem character lose to DK? None. Hold on, hold on. No Fire Emblem character should lose to DK. Maybe Ike. Robin. I can see Robin. That's only because she has to Violet too. Violet? What? Violet. I can't even see. I don't play the game now, so I don't know about Violet, but I don't think... Maybe Marth. That might be even. I gotta I gotta remember DK does have sword hands. Yeah, he got a disjoint, too. Okay, <laughs> Floaty, what it sorties, is... Heavies. Swords and Smash are disjoints. So, like, disjoints will beat out hitboxes that aren't disjoints. So, if you're playing Mario, who doesn't have a disjoint, he doesn't have a sword... And you pick a sword character. If Mario's just running in stupid, throwing out moves, and I throw out my disjoint, you lose that situation. Every time. Yeah. Count. <laughs> Smash encourages camping. Every game encourages camping. No, it don't. There isn't a fighting game There are characters that are built that don't have a single zoning option in other fighting games. Don't matter. Every fighting game at top level... It is your defense that wins you games. It is your ability to count. Even if the fighting game is super aggressive, it's still going to be how good your defense is that wins you sets at top level. Hmm. What would you say is the mindset somebody would have to be to be good at Smash? Like, out, like... Besides every particular other game, like what do you say is the key to like being good at Smash? Like how good? Going from casual to competitive and continuing the road of being a competitive player. Like regional threat or best of all your friends? We'll say local. Local threat. Local threat. 
be optimistic. Don't be the type of person who get mad at losing. Like if you like you can get mad at a loss. It's it's perfectly fine to be upset that you lost, but don't dwell on that loss. You have to be the type of person who say, "Okay, I lost to this. I'm gonna practice this so I never lose to it again." And honestly, like if you did nothing but that, if you did like if you did nothing but practice what you lose to for a year, you would probably be better than 75% of your saying. And I guess what we'll, because we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'll say, what do you think is the main thing you would say to any aspiring fighting game player out there that's trying to become less of a filthy casual and more of a hard-blooded, cold competitor? <laughs> it's fun. It's super fun. You got to love it, though. You can't just pick up a random game and do it. Like, you can. You can pick up the game that all of your friends play, and you can play that game, and you'll like it. But find a game you love, though. Because if you don't love it, it's going to aggravate your soul if you don't love it. How Smash aggravates my soul. Yeah. Because it is a bad game. See, that's how like that's how he feel because he don't love it, but I love it. I play Smash, everybody. I play Smash religiously for years. We it's got, a bad game. We got a friend named Oni Joe, and every time somebody uh, whoop his ass bad enough with one of the characters that he feels stupid, he's like, "This is stupid. I can't do nothing about this." And like it was this one situation that he used to bring up over and over all the time. He'd be like, "If Cloud spacing out backer." What am I supposed to do as Luigi? Because Luigi doesn't have a disjoint. He kind of slow on the ground. His airspeed is bad, so he can't jump in after one of them. So, like, bad players would think, like, oh, there's nothing I can do about this. When in actuality, if Luigi catches you once, you die. But if you one of the bad players, you didn't practice that. And then even if you didn't practice the one combo that kills people when you catch them, even if you didn't practice that, if you got better at the game, your fundamentals would teach you that Luigi has an upbeat out of shield that's like frame one or frame two that kills at 60. That's not going to catch Cloud's back air, though. No, the thing let's is... Not act like pre no. Let's not act like Cloud wasn't broken in Smash 4. I don't... He was good. He Bro, was really Cloud good. was playing Smash Ultimate in Smash 4. He was from a whole different game. He was the only person that could auto-cancel all his aerials. Yeah, he was really good. That's not and really good. He he beat the hell out of like everybody. 90% of the cast. That's everybody. 90% of the cast wasn't viable. But people people just didn't know how to fight him. But what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Cloud was top of so, the So, like, if you, if you actually got decent at the game, you start to notice that, like, if you run in and, like, you know he gonna throw out back air. It's the only safe move that he can just throw out neutral. So, like, you know he going to do it. And since you know he going to do it, you run in on him because you know it's coming. You run in on it, and you shield it up close, and boom, now you got your punish. And that's what you would do if that cloud player was bad and didn't know that's how Luigi players play and just continue to zone you out with back air. I mean, even if he continued to zone you out, you pushing him to the corner by doing it. 
then he jump over you because Smash doesn't have a corner and continue to back you to the other side of the stage. But if you know he gonna jump, then he in the air. But he knows you're... See, Smash has to adhere to, like, this set rule of guy, like guidelines. Like, you're already saying the Luigi player is in the wrong because they didn't just zero to death the cloud. That's not what a fighting game is. The fighting game is supposed to be about the entire match, not the one moment you grab somebody and combo them to death. That's part of his matchup, though. What? That's part of Luigi's win condition in some matchups. Like, you... See, okay, this is what I'm saying about Smash, though. Why do some characters... Like, yeah, my whole game plan is to grab you and kill you. Okay. And then I'm over here playing Donkey... What's my game plan is Donkey Kong? Okay. Hit you until you die? High level play, nobody is going to play Donkey Kong. Like, what? Like, it'll be some here and there that be like, you know what? I what? think I could do is it there with a Donkey high Kong. Le- are there high level heavies? Yeah. But even if they are it's higher level, even if they're a higher level, heavies never win tournaments. Heavies yeah, because at top level, those people have decided, you know what? I want to win. And you're not going to, con- like, as Donkey Kong, you got to outplay your opponent. True. Like, if somebody is slightly better than you, you not outplaying them at top level with Donkey Kong. You not doing it. This is what I don't like about Smash. That people can't... I mean, no if we, game... If, if I'm playing Mortal Kombat against you, and you pick Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage one of the best characters in the game. Johnny Cage got the best frame data. I, I pick... Garrus. Garrus pretty good, too, but Garrus has gotten nerfed recently. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going against this Johnny Cage player. What how the game goes is yes Johnny Johnny Cage has plus frames but the way it works is after he does that plus frame move I have to hold whatever he does afterwards after I've held that move then it's my turn because he can't just do plus frame moves over and over again in a row so unlike in Smash where he I'm not being punished just because that character is better than me. The only way I get punished is if I fall for that character's tools and I'm just like, I don't know frame data, so I don't know that this character's using plus frames against me. Other than that, the game is, if I hit you, if I launch you off the ground, I could turn that into a combo as long as I have the proper method and execution to extend it, and then you have a breakaway. You can fall out of my combo, but once you've used your defensive meter, you get no more breakaways. Once you get touched by any character in the game, they will do what is their most efficient way to do a lot of damage against you. But they all always end in knockdowns. Then it's up to your opponent to get out of the situation. That's how just about every fighting game works. Even Dragon Ball Z fighters where your character can get touched to death. They literally, they'll touch your character and kill your first character. But guess what? The game allows your other character to come back in and reset neutral. In Smash, there's never a confirmed moment of... There's never a confirmed moment where the aggressor is in the driver's seat. Except I'll give I'll say off stage. And you can still you can still get the tables flipped on you off stage like that. Yeah. But you can in, in most traditional fighting games, you cannot have the tables turned on you after you are the one that's gotten knocked down. I mean, like, I think that's the same in every fighting game too. Like, after you catch somebody and you do what's guaranteed, like after that point, you still in the driver's seat. But it's up to you to consider options and choose the next best option over your opponent. Like, if they choose a better option than you, like, yeah, neutral is reset. Or you might die. That's every fighting game. Hmm. I mean, but if you, you want to break it down also into every terms fighting, like that. was also every fighting game. 
the good characters are the good characters. And it's always going to be like four or five characters that's just completely better than the rest. Like in Dragon Ball Z, it's like three or four teams that's just like better than every other team. But you can play a team with an unorthodox character and still get the same damage output. Still get the same potential setups and still win matches. But you won't have the same mix. That's not what I'm saying. Like in Smash, somebody could be slightly worse than you, and just because you have a worse character and they have a best care better character, that will show. In traditional fighters, it doesn't matter if I'm playing like Nappa and you're playing Bardock. I'm better than you. Like, is it like let me not even say it as simple as better than you. I'm better than you in the sense of my combos are cleaner. I have better frame traps than you do. I know frame data more than you do. In Smash, it doesn't matter as much. Like Donkey Kong is not like Donkey Kong is never going to have an easy time against any a remotely competent either fast character that can smother him or sword character that can just wall him out. The last time I played Pip for the for the uh, everyone on the podcast, Pip is one of the highest ranked players in our local area of Memphis, and he's on a regional level, incredibly good as well. And the last time I played Pip, Pip was playing Donkey Kong, and I took two of Pip's stocks with Donkey Kong, and it's silly because like that's like I'm I'm playing Smash the way the, like the way I know how to play the game, like outside of like the new meta of setups or how you have to specifically throw it. It's like I know I have to get you to a certain percent. I know I know movement. I know how to not get grabbed, and I know the nuances of when to spot dodge, when to air dodge, how to make my opponent think I'm going to be in this position so I can hit them in this position. Pip is infinitely better than me and puts infinitely more time into this game. I still took two stocks off his Donkey Kong to the point where he even noticed it and said to himself, "Nah, this ain't this ain't gonna happen." And he proceeds to switch over to who was it? Who who's the snake? Yeah, he switched to his snake. He switched to his snake, who guaranteed bodies Donkey Kong, and completely destroyed me. Because with that character, he didn't have to. He, there, there was no equal ground. It's a better character, and he's better than me, and he can fully showcase that. I think you can outplay Snake, though. Bro, like, what? Yeah, it's Donkey. Like, I don't think that matchup is terrible. What? Yeah, like, it's not too many matchups. That's like just extremely terrible versus Snake. I don't think Donkey Kong is one of those that's just like super terrible, because Donkey Kong is one of the few characters who are who is really good at abusing his recovery. So the one thing that he gets for free versus like over half the cast, he don't get that versus Donkey Kong. So if you throw him off stage, he's supposed to die. And then his main neutral tool, grenade. As long as you know how grenade operates, then it's free real estate for you to move around however you want to move around. The problem is he gets a lot of mix off of it. Hmm. And like that's the big thing about Snake. Like he has to outplay you as Snake. Like Snake don't get too much for free. Nobody is picking Snake and being good with him. My Snake is trash. My Snake ain't trash. My snake is garbage. Like, you can't pick snake and just beat somebody. If you're slightly better than them or slightly worse than them, picking snake will give you the edge. No, it won't. Pick a wolf will. Wolf got nerfed, though. Don't matter. This is the point I'm trying to get at, though. Picking a character allows them to overcome their own inferiorness. 
and like take allow allow that to be applied, and that's not an issue because all fighting games have stuff like that. There's always gonna be characters that just for some reason play the game better than other characters, but in Smash, it's so prevalent that it walls you out of being able to play a character. You can't play Ice Climbers. You cannot play Ice Climbers in this Smash. You cannot play those characters at all. You will you will get literally you will get bodied trying to play Ice Climbers, no matter how good you are. It depends, bro. Hey, what 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 good ice climbers players is out there? I don't know his name, but he on Twitter. <laughs> All right, I don't ahead. know his name, but like ice climbers, kind of the same as Luigi, where if they catch you once, you're supposed to die. If the ice climber player know what they're doing, when they catch you once, you're supposed to die. But at the same time, if you catch them once, they supposed to die. And a lot of those matchups like that. Well, everybody, this is what you can see. Smash has a lot of. Nuances in it, and I hate all of it. <laughs> play better fighting games, and you decide to get into a competitive game. Play Fortnite. Don't play Fortnite. Actually, Fortnite, play Fortnite, bro. I don't care. Fortnite is like the smash of shooting games. It is. <laughs> We're not even gonna get into that, but thank you everybody for tuning in to episode number twenty of the Psych War Podcast.